Hey there, my friend, it's Trisha Carr. Real quick before we head into this episode, I just want to make sure that you know about Modern Mystic Life, a subscription service for spiritual mentoring and education. The monthly subscription is only $11.11 per month. We have regular support and inspiration delivered with the utmost ease right into your text messenger two to four times per week. You can use your mobile device or your desktop messenger to access the lessons and meditations, a monthly MP3 download of a produced meditation, at least once per month live meditation led by me. There is no account login, and we have a monthly live class workshop. These are usually $35 for non-subscribers, so it is quite a deal. And the community is amazing. This is a way for you to support the Charmed Life podcast and also a way for us to be able to work more closely together. So do check out how you can subscribe in the show notes. I hope to see you there. Hello and welcome to the Charmed Life podcast. This podcast is all about magic, metaphysics, mysticism, and the unconditional love of the universe, and I am your host. My name is Trisha Carr. Welcome to this episode. We have a, uh, a beautiful and authentic and heartfelt conversation for you today with my very special, amazing guest. Her name is Nadia Gabrielle. And before I head into that, I wanted to share a little something about uh, just something that I have discovered recently. I was hanging out with a couple of dear, dear friends, and uh, one of them we're talking about human design in this particular episode. One of them was a generator, one of them is a projector. And I was sharing with the projector. Um, a certain hike that I do that's really challenging and all this kind of stuff. And the projector asked me, like, how is that possible? I think you have more energy than I do. That projector does happen to have a motor center, meaning a source, a resource, a stable resource of a defined energy center that actually gives you that energy, gives you the life force energy. Whereas as a reflector or as my guest today, we have no motor centers, and so we don't really have consistent life force energy. And so back to what my friend said, she's like, how, how can you do something that challenging, that difficult regularly? And well, the thing is that, of course, it's relative to where you are with your fitness. And, and but within that fitness, um, ex, you know, um, spectrum, wherever you are, that body movement, and especially if you can somehow emphasize nature, if you're doing it outside as opposed to like in a gym with all of the artificial lighting and whatever else, which that still does work. But if you are able to do body movement of any kind, walking, hiking, running, also resistance training, plyometrics, um, what is the, what's the word I'm looking for, like a CrossFit yoga, Pilates, anything where we are interacting with gravity. And again, especially if we can emphasize natural elements in some way, then we are actually gaining energy. The earth herself is a motor center for us all. The earth, Gaia, has a, 
a chakra deep within her, a main chakra that we are all connected with. And it is a device that mutates us, cleanses us, and then gives us back our energy in a transformed way so that we are vitalized. That's something that we actually are interacting with when we are moving our bodies and interacting with her promise of gravity and being creative with it, picking things up and putting them down. Footstep, footstep, footstep. Those are all moments of grounding and interacting with that energy. So I guess I felt like sharing that with you because it made so much sense to me that the earth essentially acts like a motor center for us, and even more so because she cleanses us of the um, energies that are too much or toxic, thereby freeing us up to have more vital and refreshed energy. And so, for example, when I am unwell, when I'm well, actually, when I had COVID a few months ago now, I actually did walk every day still, not a lot, because a couple of those days, um, it was pretty tough. <laughs> and um, I think on when my, the one day I didn't have it the worst, you know, I didn't have a terrible case of it. But one day when I had a pretty bad fever, I didn't walk while I had the really bad fever. I mean, I was dizzy and everything, but I did walk on the other ends of it. What I could do was actually very healthy for me and returned energy to me. Now, of course, exercise, when we push ourselves to increase our fitness level, that's why I mentioned fitness at the beginning, and we push those boundaries, then yeah, it's going to drain us of energy a bit because we will need to repair the muscles. And that can all be within a complete range of, of a health, obviously, to be able to push the boundaries to make ourselves stronger. But working within and that in that spectrum of where our current fitness is, is actually life-giving and vitalizing. And of course, purifying and detoxifying. So I just wanted to share that with you and encourage you if you if that resonates with you, if you could use the encouragement to move your body and to get some of that fresh breeze, maybe be by water, anything that can help to connect you with the elements while you're interacting with Mother Earth. Okay, and now I want to welcome you into this really wonderful, I'm still just like, so warm fuzzy from the conversation with my guest, Nadia Gabrielle, creator of Projectors Invited. Nadia is a human design guide and teacher, and specifically for projectors. Nadia merges her background at the intersection of business design and tech, and her degree in brand building, design thinking, and service design field. With 12 years of experience working in the creative and well-being and self-development space, and all of this is to provide support at the point where strategy and capacity meet. Fascinating. Strategy and capacity. So projectors are, of course, they are 20% of the population. They have uh, less energy than the sacral types. And so I like that she highlights here strategy, which is very important, and capacity. <laughs> capacity is something that we all need to pay attention to. We talk about aura type as being the thing that really helps us to be clicked into our design, to be clicked into how our life is going to work. Now, if you're a generator manifester or manifesting generator, this conversation is for you too. We do also talk, we talk, as I say, about aura type. We talk about all of the types in one degree or another. Actually, I don't know if we talk about manifestors that much. Just didn't happen. We talked about generators a lot. <laughs> and projectors and reflectors. So 
I'll give us a little piece of manifesto here before I (laughs) I turn over the conversation. But anyway, we also talk about open centers uh, a bit. And so, yeah, manifestors. Let me talk about manifestors for a second before we jump into this. Manifestors are impactful and powerful, but manifestors can still get conditioned. We can be conditioned in the open center. So for a manifestor, you do have an open sacral. And we can also get conditioned even in the spaces where we have defined centers. Manifestors often are conditioned to the contrary of what their strategy is, which is to inform and basically so that they can be impactful. And uh, some manifestors feel as though they shouldn't be sharing. They shouldn't be um, speaking as much or that they shouldn't be as big or take up space or be impactful. So just a little, since I don't want the manifestors to feel neglected in the conversation. (laughs) Okay, well, that's what I have for you to set up this amazing conversation. She is so authentic and wise and beautiful. Here we are with our conversation with Nadia Gabrielle, and I will chat with you on the other side. Well, Nadia, I'm very excited to connect with you, and I love projectors so much that I'm already just like so warm, fuzzied in your energy. <laughs> um, I married a projector, so oh. I pick I picked one, and I love them very much. I'm just fascinated with everything that you're doing, the message that you are sharing. So, would you mind just um, starting from the place? of wherever the beginning you want to start at. Tell us about your journey, your work, all that you've been doing with your Projectors Invited movement. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Thank you so much for having me. And um, I love, we just flock to you, apparently. Projectors love you. (laughs) I have a lot. I have a lot in my my, uh, caboodle. (laughs) Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, Well, I'll just start with a little bit of my background and that kind of informs how I work today, if that's... Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I always say I have two backgrounds that emerge in my work. So I have a sort of more academic, professional background, which is in business. So I studied at the intersection of business design and tech. And I have a background in the design of business, service design, brand building, design thinking. Um, And that's what I kind of, that's where I have my years of experience. And then The other thing that I also do is, um, and have been doing for over 15 years, is to write. So I actually started out in music journalism. Mm. um, And by, I think it was 2007, which seems so far away now. (laughs) You know, you say these years and it's like, oh, yeah, that's (laughs) been like quite a long time ago. Um, By 2007, I was the editor-in-chief of a then quite popular music magazine um, online. And I led a team of 12 and have been writing professionally in some some capacity ever since so that's kind of my more um you know let's say my more um for professional businessy background and then the mm-hmm. other one I have is in capacity work and maybe more of the energetic realm so I started out as a yoga teacher yoga and breath work living in Bali and Costa Rica and Morocco and hosting yoga retreats um again this was well over a decade ago and then I found my first um, subconscious work mentor in 2000, well, 2010, when I was living in Bali and sort of began learning about these principles of the subconscious um, and how it's quite more powerful than the conscious mind that we tend to so rely on, right, in our daily lives and our businesses as adults. And 
that's kind of where it all comes together because I've been going from one to the other and sort of never quite finding that middle ground. So whenever I was, you know, maybe I'd be employed somewhere and I would really like that job, but it was always, it always felt like something was missing. So I would be working with people on their businesses or their services. And it was like, yeah, but something's missing here. Like this isn't just, you know, it's not just strategy they need, or then I'd be teaching, you know, it'd be more on, on this other side, but it was always something missing. So then what I do now, which I'm so happy to do and feel very at home, is I merge these two areas of, of expertise by working with clients on merging that conscious business strategy with subconscious capacity work in life and in business. And then, of course, human design for me informs every aspect of what I do. So yeah. it's it comes in in business, comes in in life, communication. How do you support someone? How do you work with someone? Because I find that you know, I mean, I've I've worked with tons of coaches and mentors and guides <laughs> over the past, what even is that, like 15 years, probably more even than that. And after, there's almost like a before and after of having found human design. I'm sure you find that as well, right? That it's like, yeah. <laughs> there's a, quite a clear <laughs> um, cut. And I just looking back, I find that a lot of that actually has, even though I, I deeply appreciate and respect these people that I've worked with and and I'm sure have been able to take, you know, some benefits away from that work, but a lot of it I find to be deeply conditioning, especially if, you know, they happen to be generators or manifesting generators and maybe we're more used to doing things differently in a way that I was not designed to do them. So from a lot of these relationships, I've actually walked away more conditioned. Mm-hmm. And looking back now, I think, oh, no, oh, no. like if I could just remove myself out of that and just be like, no, 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 you were fine. Like yeah. all of these things that you're thinking that like you're just not suited. You're actually right. Like you're not supposed to do it that way. But of course, when you have someone you you trust or someone you look up to or respect um, or someone you hire for a specific purpose and, you know, they tell you like, do it this way or, or this way or like, no, stop doing it this way. Right. You you. I mean, for a long time, that was my my story um, all my life, really. Of Oh, well, then I guess I'm doing it wrong, yeah. which I'm sure you can relate to being a reflector, right? You're being in the minority of <laughs> the true yeah. minority of of, um, of all the auras. Well, so are you, though, you, as yeah. we shared before we started, <laughs> not exactly. just a projector, but the self-projected yes. authority, which is fascinating. And so that, yeah. so you have no motor centers, right? No, none, right. none right. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a big difference. You're yeah. the only projector that I've actually met mm. who has no motor centers. No, actually, no, I have one student who has, who is, I think, oh no, maybe she's ego projected. I can't remember right now. Oh. But anyway, um, yes. Which is also I, quite rare. Yeah. It is. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. But the, but no motor centers, that's a, that's a big deal, cool. right? Even with other projectors who I love all of them and they're, you know, yeah. they're all technically non-energy types. Yeah. But if there is a motor, it's a big difference, right? There's a difference. Oh, absolutely. I have so many, I want to say like maybe 80% of my clients are projectors and, you know, have energy projectors in there that have tons of motors to find actually. And I will say sometimes, you know, there's 
there's trickiness in, in all different configurations, right? So I find of with course, of course. energy projectors, sometimes there's almost more of the illusion of energy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, no, I actually can power through. Like, I'm not like these. Other- and then, that, you know, the, to, to sort of catch yourself and go, oh, okay, no, I get it. Like, I, yeah. still, <laughs> I still have that requirement for rest. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, having no motors, it's, I have to be incredibly deliberate with my time and energy um, I constantly have to, you know, <laughs> sort of, I have this, you know, thing where I plan things ahead for my business or I kind of do mm-hmm. like my yearly planning and have all these plans because I have an undefined head. So I'm like, oh, this would be amazing. And this would be amazing. Yeah. And like, this would be cool. And, and I actually also think that all these ideas are pretty great. Like, <laughs> they're yeah, not just, of course you know. they are. <laughs> and then I, I like pencil them in. I'm like, oh, Q1, I'm going to do this and this and this. And then I already know, because I've done this for a few years, like I know my process, I'll sleep on it and then I'll get back and then I'll cross half of these things off the plan because yeah. like, I cannot actually do them because I also have an undefined sacral, mm-hmm. no motors defined, like it, it's just not going to happen. I'm not going to set myself up for success. So at this point, I'm very, very, very conscious of it and, and do have to be incredibly deliberate. And I've set everything in my business up this way. <laughs> And just to, uh, in case anyone's like, what do they really mean by motor centers? Uh, just for yeah. the listeners, motors are the um, root, sacral, um, solar heart. plexus, heart. Yeah. It's the it's basically the bottom four of the traditional seven chakra system. That's the way I learned it. <laughs> the way it helped me to remember which ones they were <laughs> when I was first remembering them. The motor centers, um, they were what they sound like. They have motor sacral is yeah. the most profound and life-giving and big and delicious and wonderful. So Mm. if you don't have sacral definition, which means you're any other type except for generator or manifesting generator, then Mm. you have significantly less energy than the generators. But if you have any of those other motor centers, then like Nadia is saying, my husband has, um, he has three. So he's he's in trouble (laughs) because he burns out like that because he does have that illusion yeah. That little, you know, he has some energy, but then the conditioning of the, the aura sacral. Is still the aura, mm-hmm. right? Like, the aura is still the aura. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is so important. I feel like that's yeah. sometimes overlooked with the um, kind of current human design teachers, the newer ones. They, they're starting to dissect it in a way. I'm so, I don't mean to complain about anyone, but I think the aura is still the aura is something we need to come back to. Absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't even know what anyone's doing <laughs> like so for so you done. <laughs> uh, I think there's I have like, to sample everyone so I do know <laughs> yeah no totally it's, only a little bit of your aura <laughs> no I think there's one I, f- I forget which one it is there's one gate that I oh, was it the I'll have to look this up maybe the 20, 28 something um that I dove into when I was doing like my deep dives into the gates and I was like let me let me like just look at this one for a while like just sit with this and there was one and there was one sentence I read or heard and it was like you just need to focus on yourself like whenever you think you need to like look left or right and do it like this other person does it you're like your brilliance comes from you doing it completely originally so I'm like hitting on follow on everything <laughs> totally, oh good and yeah. not I'm not consuming a lot at this point um and that that tends to work well for me. I mean, I do love to like keep up with my friends and stuff, of course. But, sure. um, but yeah, I don't really 
And I think, you know, with uh, everyone, like there's a place for everyone and there's like a teacher mm-hmm. for everyone, there's a student mm-hmm. for everyone. So I'm, I'm not very bothered. But yeah, I agree with the sentiment. I think aura is is everything. There's like everything else you learn goes to me still through the lens of the aura. So even when you learn about profile, when you learn about authority, that to me is still like a 2-4 is a very different profile for mm-hmm. one aura than it would be for another aura. Yeah. Um, and an authority works differently, right? So I think understanding that, I always tell my clients, like, we could spend years just on this. Because, you know, people just want to <laughs> skip over that and be like, no, but like, let's talk about like the, the more glossy, the more like sexy stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 let's talk about your aura for a second. Because like 80% of what I see people be successful with, or like actually have, have lasting successes with and shifts with is aura based. I think yeah. that's, I mean, to me, I, everyone knows him. <laughs> I could talk about this for a long time. Yeah. Aura based. So essentially coming back as we hear when we're in human design strategy, yeah. stra- strategy yeah. and authority, but strategy is the main way we, c- I mean, it is, but at the same time, just understanding, embodying how your aura works and it's as a point yes. of differentiation and and strategy is one way to relate to that but it's more than that open and enveloping with that sacral center yes. you know what i mean like yeah and have you seen there's like these these series of pictures that are sort of floating around on the internet of like the aura visually depicted have you seen I've those? seen I've seen one and there are stills but is it the one where they show one of them is like square and exactly. one of them and one yeah. of them is like a triangle and yeah. then the generator manifesting generator is like really big but like open like a cloud kind of thing I find even that I find so fast because that that already tells me so much and I think just by looking at that I'm also quite visual as a person but uh-huh. Just looking at that, like, look at the projector aura. It's shaped like a triangle. That already, like, what does that tell you without knowing anything about human design? It already tells you there's a focal point. Like, all of this is is focusing on one point that's going to be the most intense. Mm-hmm. Whereas, mm-hmm. as we say, right, the, the manifesting generator, generator, they have the, the more sort of cloud-like, like, mm-hmm. warm embrace, you know, hug type of aura that you can enter sort of from any point. Whereas with the projector, you're going to be, you know, the the official scriptures, I suppose, use the term penetrating, which I'm not not a huge fan. Yeah. Um, but it's it is sort of shaped like an arrow, and that it quite literally pierces into the other person, mm-hmm. um, being being that focused and intense. And I think any projector who listens to this will know that about ourselves. Like we can we can do that. We're so we can tune into another person, get a feel for them. It's like X-ray vision. At the same time, we need to be so mindful of that because that can be really uncomfortable to have that that focus, that little you know corner of the triangle mm-hmm. on someone without them actually having invited that or or said yes to that. So that is a continuous learning for me. And and I look back on times in my life when I didn't have this understanding, and I'm like, oh god, you know, like that cringe of like, oh no, <laughs> please. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I have. So I was going to say, like, I wonder yeah. why I love projectors so much. Why I feel so comfortable in their aura. Mm-hmm. And uh, one other person that I had on the podcast who is was a project is a projector. Yeah. She's she still lives, even though she's, she's not still on the alive. Right now. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's hilarious. 
When I told her how much I love projectors, as I did when we started gushing about it, because I do, it's like I step into your energy, it feels Mm. like when we connect and it's like a warm bath. It's so comforting to me. And she was like, wow, I've never heard that. She's like, people always complain about projectors being too intense. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I like the intensity. (laughs) It feels good to me, (laughs) I guess. So I wonder why I like it. One reason Mm -hmm. why I think I might like it is because I think I'm feeling like I'm being... Okay, thank you. If so I say thank you when I when I get the clarity like from my guides and especially I when it's Claire that. audience. When it's Claire audience, that's when I usually speak back tell to Tell us. It. Tell us what they're saying. <laughs> um because it I don't um I I don't usually feel known, which is actually mm. fine. There's a paradox to it because it's actually fine with me because I am mostly mm. about the other. But mm. it but then when I get this I guess it's a kind of a surprise experience. It's a little more in surprise when I connect with mm-hmm. projector because they're knowing me, you know, they're drawing yeah. me in and I'm feeling like something because <laughs> I feel very, otherwise I feel very elusive and, and transitory. There's more and, permeable, yes, permeability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's almost a, there's in the moment that I'm with the projector, I'm feeling, I'm feeling more constant because. Solidity. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I love that. That's such, I've never heard it explained that way. Well, yeah, I didn't, I've never, me neither. I don't know. <laughs> and see, with generators, mm-hmm. I feel stimulated and I, I really yeah. sometimes, you know, their sacral energy that they're just, they're giving away like candy. It's, oh. I need it. It's so yeah. healing it's to me. It's so wonderful. Like when it's right, right? When the, mm-hmm. when the dynamic is correct, it's like that buzzy energy. I mean, that's what the world runs on. If we didn't have that. I mean, we. I don't know where we would be. Yeah. But, can you, um, can yeah. you imagine if every generator were doing what they genuinely 100% oh. loved? Oh, God. I know. There's I get chills every time I think of that. On projectors invited. I'll have to find it. It's it's buried somewhere in the archives. But it's like, I mean, it's it's like a, a cheesy meme. But it's basically like if if everyone were doing like the generator, you know, the manifestor is kicking it off. So they're not having their hang ups on like, oh no, maybe I should like play small. Like, no, 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 you, you do your thing that you're designed to do. Then the generator and the manifesting generator take, take the ball and like get it rolling and get it started. And they don't have hang ups of like, oh no, but I should, no, like they're doing what they're designed to do. Then the projector comes in and is like, okay, well, you know what? We could like um, improve this a little bit. And like, this could be better. Let's do it this way. Um, and then the reflector comes in and is like, how are we doing here? Like this group, how are we feeling? How's everyone? If we could have that, I mean, imagine, Yeah. imagine. Cause sometimes I find when I work with clients one-on-one, because that is right. The one-on-one work is always, it happens in a kind of a vacuum mm-hmm. of you doing the work on yourself, by yourself with the intention of eventually, you know, that ripples outward. Right. But Sometimes there's a sense in my clients of like, oh, but do I get to do that? Or like, is that selfish of me if I do that? Like with yeah. manifesting generators, or like, what if I, like, you're telling me I could, but in the end, if you can see the bigger picture of like, no, this is going to also benefit other people. This is also going to yeah. benefit your family. This is going to benefit your workplace, your employer, your employees. It's not so much of like, oh, this is just me like doing me. There's There's a bigger sort of template for that to click into. And I find that so important and easy to forget sometimes as well. It is. And the conditioning, mm-hmm. you know, to live your design and the, in all of the nuances, but let's just say even just with the aura, yeah. like 
I feel like I'm in this process of deep, more deeply believing. And then Mm -hmm. that it actually, that is how my, and not even believing, believing means I can do something. Faith means I'm doing something. So I guess I'm coming into the needing to do something, needing to do the thing, needing to do the aura and my body just collapses. Mm -hmm. You know, the body's always trying to heal you and try to help you speak. Yeah. Yes. And so, but it does require, and I think it does for everyone, not just because, you know, you and I have some rarities that are mm-hmm. in the forefront of of who of what our design is. It takes it does take a clicking into faith because you can't see it. You can't feel yeah. it. We're so conditioned. You you can't that template you're talking about, mm-hmm. you don't really know about it because you've been no. we've been all sold a different template. Exactly. And everyone's like struggling to fit into that because it's like, mm-hmm. oh no, but it's working for everyone else. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? I mean, that was, I told you before we started recording, that's been my narrative for such a long time. Like, oh, but this this is how everyone else does it. And they're, they don't seem to be miserable doing it. So I suppose I'm wrong. So like, let me get up earlier in the morning, <laughs> like try to squeeze more things in, try harder, have more discipline. I don't know. <laughs> what, yeah. what else could I, should I be doing? Right. And well, first of all, we never know what is really going on with anyone. Exactly. You know, that's the other I mean, thing I that, know that now working yeah. with people, right? You're like, oh, I see everyone. Everyone yeah. has the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there is, I feel like, especially manifesting generators, they mm-hmm. really do have, they have Time works differently for them. I don't understand. It's weird oh, in, in a very cool way. And maybe that's why Karen in the Curry most Park. Fascinating it- way. Like, isn't it the most? Like, to me, it is like I I am in awe of my MG clients. I'm yeah. like, what? Like, you get to do. I have one MG client, former client. She's so cool. I think of her sometimes. I'm like, we we, we used to do two sessions a week and like a session with me is a like it's an hour sort of mm-hmm. like you know, like real time but like cosmic time it's you know like yes absolutely you go down the rabbit hole there's a lot that happens in that hour mm-hmm. and we would do two a week and um because of the time difference it was like 7 a.m her time but I mean she was and then we do I think the next one we do the next day that's the only way it worked out for us and, and for the time difference and I would give her homework in between sessions. This was more strategy work. Um, and I w- and she also had a full-time job. Like this woman is like superwoman. Like she would get, and then we'd meet again 24 hours later. And she's like, yep, yeah, did this homework, did this homework. Um, got got lunch scheduled with this person that we need to meet on board. Da, 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 da. Also like, you know, killed it at her day job. Also is like an, a, an amazing mother and everything. And I'm just like, what? So wild. That is I- amazing I am in awe like just watching her it is wow I don't know how they I don't if you want I I don't know how they move so fast I don't know how they They I don't understand (laughs) I love it it's It's very cool and it's so nice I mean for the projector right with our with our strategy as we we touched upon before being invited, I I find when that invitation is correct, and when as a projector guide type person, you have that correct invitation from an MG or a generator, like oof, magic happens because yeah. they bring that drive and they bring that energy, and you bring your thing. Which sometimes I had to be actually. She taught me a lot working with her because um, I had to be mindful not to get swept off with all my undefined centers, right? To not get swept up. Sorry, this is not my first language. <laughs> like, 
um, swept up in, in all that doingness and in all of that, like, <gasps> you know, and then I'd have to sort of almost physically take, take a step back and go, no, 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 wait a minute. Like she actually is hiring me for, for what I bring to the table. She's mm-hmm. not hiring me for doing the same thing she already to knows be like how her. to do. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, so it is, you know, it, I get to sort of be that that voice that's like okay, but like let's let's have a closer look here and like mm, let's like really <laughs> go in with a fine tooth comb here and do this. And whereas her natural tendency, of course, would be like no, no, no like, like let's figure that out later. Like let's just go, go, go. And I'm like, actually, <laughs> um, but when the the dynamic is correct, I find it it's so life giving. I remember after those sessions, I would just be like, oh man, I can't believe this is my job. Like this is amazing. <laughs> you know? Humans are very cool and uh, weird. Humans are weird too, right? Like we're all totally <laughs> so, so weird. <laughs> your business, so you have projectors invited, which I mm-hmm. love. Just yeah. such a beautiful title of thank you. And, and is that the name? Is that the name of your business? So tell me. I would love to know a little more how, uh, more granularly, how you work with how people yeah. can work with you. Actually, <laughs> okay, sure. Um. It's well, it's sort of like two branches of the business. I just That's what I I have my yeah. So I have my my sort of what I call the NG Nadia Gabriel branch, which is the strategy and capacity work that I told you about, which again, I mean, to me in the end, it doesn't matter so much through which branch someone comes in because in the end it lands with me. Like in the end, you work with me and it doesn't matter so much what the title is or like what the right, like I try to meet someone where they're at. So even in, in the NG branch, <laughs> um, I need to rename these at some point. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like, you know, you know, like corporate lingo. This is like the NG. <laughs> so fun. Um, I will still use human design, even if someone mm-hmm. doesn't really come to me through that or is also not very interested in that. I totally respect that. But for me, as I said before, it's so in- important to just have someone's chart um, in front of me when I prep for a session, when I work with someone, just to make sure that I do not condition them further exactly, or condition yes. them away from what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and just also, you know, that that sort of humbleness of like, I don't, just because I do it one way doesn't mean that it's the best way for this person. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what, what I do there. And, and I work with people in their businesses a lot. I also have a few clients who don't have a business or are aspiring to have a business. And then I have the projectors invited branch, which is like my, you know, like your, the, the second child that like came onto the scene and you're like, this is so fun. Like I already know a little bit about how this works and like, this is just gets to be fun. Um, and there I do more projector specific coaching, also business coaching. So again, you know, if need be, we'll, we'll do capacity work, we'll do strategy work, but more focus on human design because I find it, I mean, all non-sacrals and, and projectors in particular, because that's what I understand, right? That's yeah, oof, looking back <laughs> years of experience. And of course, all of us have years of experience living our designs, even if we didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important that we don't sort of dis- discount the years that we didn't know about human design because th- those give us a lot of insight as well, just looking back at some of those dynamics that we may have found ourselves in and applying a lens of an aura on that. You know, you learn so much more than you would learn in a book, I find. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important. Um, that's what I do there. I do classes and workshops as well. And 
that's pretty much it. I write a newsletter. <laughs> I keep forgetting all the things I do. And then people sometimes remind me and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and so the classes and workshops, are they all uh, projector centered? Specific, pretty much. I mean, yeah. I did a workshop, was it last year? That was, I kind of just like to go with sort of the need that I feel Mm-hmm. in in my people like what am I hearing what are people really interested in and I like to meet sort of at an intersection of something that's not really there so I'm not gonna I'm probably not gonna be the person someone goes to to like learn about authority because I find there's other people who can give you that already mm-hmm. or who are giving you that but I like to merge my different backgrounds and bring you something that doesn't exist so I did one class last year <clears throat> the replay is still up it's um human design and deep work so that one while not specifically for projectors, it was for people with a specific center configuration. So we looked at undefined head, undefined heart, undefined sacral, and undefined root, which I, of course, all have undefined. You also all have undefined. Yeah. Um, and, and quite a few projectors do in terms of what that means for your day-to-day work, because this is you know the kind of thing that I would zoom in on when I look at someone's chart um, when they're signing up to work with me and I prep for a session and I sort of read through through the form they fill in and, you know, I hear these things or like I read through <laughs> between the lines and I'm hearing what they're really saying and I look at the chart and it's like, it becomes more of like a 3D, like I see how these pieces go together. I always feel like a detective in a show. I'm like, oh, I, I see, I see, like this is all <laughs> starting to make sense. And after you work with, you know, hundreds of people that these patterns emerge of like, okay, I I guess I can see how people who have an undefined head, they find it generally hard to do this and this and this, or they struggle with this or some, someone with an undefined heart or someone with an undefined sacral. Um, How can we make a day-to-day work process easier? Like what are the things we need to be mindful of the tendencies we need to understand about ourselves, the structures that we can put in place that we do not inherently have with all of that openness, right? I find sure flexibility because there's more permeability, but also structures that you can put in place once that will make it easier for you. So you don't have to feel like every day you sit down at your desk and you're overwhelmed. Like you can think about this once in the back end, put that filter in place that you don't naturally have. Um, And so that was one class I taught. So that wasn't specifically for projectors. It was just, you know, people who had maybe three or four of those undefined, which this is how I love to work. And I think that's what people kind of enjoy learning from me because it's 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 kind of like fresh and fun <laughs> I hope <laughs> I'm I have no doubt <laughs> you are fresh and fun <laughs> thank you <laughs> I aspire to it <laughs> and we will be right back hi there it's Trisha and before we continue with this podcast I just want to make sure that you know that there is a big calendar of educational events for my intuitive healing arts academy this is new branding if you will on my academy of teaching what we have coming up is intuitive psychic development levels two and three both of those will have a lot of practice time in it because that is how you develop enhance a new experience of your psychic and intuitive abilities as well as teaching meditation and attunement from me and we also have advanced channeling workshops and we have two long form deep dive which will include a certification for those who are interested in animal communication and healing and multidimensional mediumship and channeling so 
check out the link in the description. They're all coming up. It's going to be all throughout the year. I want to see you there, and I'm excited about it. And now back to the show. I have to share with you what you're talking about in that class, and you're talking about the structure that you can refer to. This is something that I have been um, doing for myself, of course, with all Mm -hmm. of my openness, and also teaching my students, mentees, clients about, and it has to do with open centers. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm undefined. I'm the undefined expert. Yeah, <laughs> Well, sure. no, I mean, you know, just, but this, okay. What I teach is that with your open center, whichever one that is, mm-hmm. in that area, we need to use metacognition. Metacognition mm-hmm. means to think about how you think. Yeah. And then if we expand that, it's even feel about how I feel. But the oh, the undefined center is basically about the other or it's about, yeah. you know, outside. And so I like for me as a projector, I, not a projector. I'm such a reflector. I already conditioned like I you. Literally. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> With my strong identity I'm center because so- it's one of the few I have. I'm so suggestible. <laughs> no, as a reflector. So essentially what works for me is. I make a copy of myself mm. what, and I, I, I say what would be healthy or what would be successful or what would be valuable for that person. So, Because yeah. I noticed I, I did that basically with my spleen, with the splenic center being about survival mm. and health. So mm. in order for me to stay healthy, I have to kind of make a structure like you're talking yeah. about. I make, I make a hologram, a holograph mm. of what's healthy for me. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so that means I eat this time this much, yeah. these things, um, I exercise and move this much with this kind of patterning. Now I can't, I, I have to be careful to also revisit it with, with conscious mm-hmm. awareness yeah. regularly because I'm and going to change yeah. mm-hmm. and I can't let it be my master. It's there to be my assistant and to be my help, you know? Mm. And so with any open center, this is what I've been coaching my students on and someone even if they're new to human design and I explain that to them they are they're a generator and they have that open heart will and it just it everyone I'm telling this to it blows their mind but it sounds like we're we're on the same kind of absolutely yeah but I love how you're explaining it do you find that it gives you because there's almost like a distance when you when you have that copy and you work on that copy, there's a distance because of the knowing of yourself is harder, but the knowing of the other is yes. is easier, right? Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. it's like but I but I so mm-hmm. I make myself an other, and I feel mm-hmm. like exactly, with yeah. any open center, you can do that, even if, mm-hmm. even if you're not a reflector. You know, mm-hmm. it, that's exactly it. It's easier, and so if I'm a person in the world, well, then I can know that person too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because in the moment. Wonderful. In the body and the perspective of it, let's talk, like, say, with that open head center, yeah. it's all flooding in and it's oh. all I- inspiring and everything. And so yeah. that's how we get on the the kind but, of thinking about what doesn't matter, you know, that because yeah. it feels just as good or valuable in the, in the, from the, and you can spend every day that way, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can go chasing this idea, chasing this thought, chasing this thought. But at some point, I mean, the people I work with, business owners, you want to get something done. So what is a filter? What is a structure you can put in place for yourself where you can harness the beauty of the undefined center, right? Because every configuration comes with its with its light, um, <clears throat> which I find for the undefined head. I, you can tell me if you have the same experience, but I find like, we're so creative. <laughs> like 
developer. So, yeah. right. I mean, with, with you, just the, the brief period we've been speaking now, you've been getting these hits, right? <laughs> it's just coming in. Like there's literally no filter. So there's no filter. In. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I find the same thing. Like I sit down, I've always been like the brainstorm, you know, the person like people would go to and, like, oh, yeah. let me just sit down and brainstorm. Like my best friend would call me or, or other friends would be like, I'm, I'm working on this campaign right now. Can we just brainstorm for five minutes? I'm going to tell you what it's about. I'm like, yeah, let, no let's problem. do it. Like I love <laughs> doing it. I've got the rain. I've got the thunder and yeah. lightning all happening. Totally. It's all coming. <laughs> and like, I love, you know, helping people because all my friends are so creative as well. And like, you know, they, my friend is a creative director um, and like just sometimes we're talking about like what's going on in her work and like, Oh, but you could do it this way or like, Oh, this way. Um, so that's the beauty of the undefined head, right? You're, you're never out of ideas. I always tell my clients and my students, like you don't ever have to worry. You know, these people who have like one good idea all their life <laughs> and we're like, we have like 10 a day, 10 yeah. to what's 10 or more. Yeah. Um, but then figuring out which one of that is actually worth yeah. pursuing because we cannot go in 10 different directions every day. I mean, we can do it for a little bit and many of us have tried, including yeah. me. Mm -hmm. And then we're at the end of the day, you're frustrated. You're like, what have I even done? I'm exhausted. Maybe I'm not caught up for business. You know, then you, you jump to all sorts of conclusions just because there's this undefined head running wild. Um, and it's, I think it's our job to rein that in a little bit by just being aware of the tendency and knowing that that is a tendency that, like we're not changing our charts. The charts are given. Mm -hmm. We're going to, this is going to be our life <laughs> for the rest of our life. Yeah. So what can we put in place? What can we know about ourselves? Like you're saying with that copy, like, what do I know? What do I have to work with? And how can I make that easier on myself? Mm -hmm. And I think that like, that's how I like to teach we're very much like, what does that mean in real life? What does that mean when I have to sit down and have half a day to get something done? And like, is it going to be some gate that's going to help me or is it going to be me under, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Fun. And with the brainstorming, I feel like, you know, it comes and if you can if you catch it and put it on paper, mm -hmm. it's such a fantastic resource because then like the next day, I don't necessarily, I, I don't tap into it. There's different stuff going on. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if we can put it down, then you can go get back into it. And then the storm of that yeah. quality starts again. But yes. it's it is the sort of structure that we're talking about. It's the creating. I mean, we're we're talking about manifesting. We're talking about creating from that openness. Absolutely, and like finding, I call it creative problem solving, which is something I've you know. It's also something that's in my background very much, and that I do with my clients, and that I teach my clients how to do themselves because. I also sometimes think we, we can get stuck in like, oh, how, how do I need to solve this? Like, this is just a, a pesky problem to solve. But if we can take a more creative approach, which of course, with my design thinking background, that's how I think, right? Like every problem has myriad possible solutions. And if we can take a step back and give ourselves like half an hour more for something, we can come up with a really fresh solution mm -hmm. that dare I say could even be fun. Like it doesn't have to be this like, oh, now I have to like figure this out. Like, no, let's, yes. let's figure out a way that like maybe no one has even thought of or that, you know, no one would even realize what would be a solution. So I think that's where, where an undefined head comes in really handy. <laughs> yeah. And undefined head is 70% of the population. So we're all yeah. running around like that. <laughs> most, not all, but most of us are. <laughs> yeah. I want to, if, um, would you mind sharing some of your firsthand 
brilliant wisdom and experience about being self-projected as an authority because yeah. it, it is so rare. And yeah. I haven't ever spoken with someone self-projected, especially someone, I mean, someone at all, let alone an, an expert. That's so interesting. Yeah. And I- I feel I, like we're everywhere, but maybe we just flock to each other because that's so many self-projected <laughs> really? clients. Yeah. So many. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I, I shudder, you know, when I'm studying someone else and what they say about it, especially if it's something that is less common, because I feel yeah. like you, you know, anyway, I would love to hear what is that experience like? What does self-projected authority look like or sound like or feel like? <laughs> well, so it's very much centered in, in the G center, which is the diamond shaped center in the, in the middle of the chart. Um, and uh, we actually did a, I did a whole um, podcast episode on self-projected uh, authority with someone. And I find it to be such a, I mean, of course I'm biased, but I find it to be such a fun authority because it's very much in the moment, which is literally the opposite of the spectrum that you're on, right? <laughs> well, okay. in a way, I'll, 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 if you me. want to talk about that, I'll tell you. No, but I want to hear more about No, no, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell <laughs> me. My, so with reflectors, mm -hmm. I actually, while we're called the slow energy types, mm -hmm. I actually think everyone else is slower than us. <laughs> Tell me. Is, I love this hot take. <laughs> Tell me everything. <laughs> this is why. Because I get, a, I get, let's just say, a download about something manifesting yeah. long before anyone else does. And then I go through the archetypes of the lunar cycle, all 64 archetypes I go through every month, whereas most people, everyone else goes through them every year because they, they have the sun yeah. um, that is more influential on them. So essentially, I experience almost... I, I sample a whole year in a month. And in relation to that, I am talking to other people. I'm planting seeds. I'm asking questions about it. And what it looks like to me is I'm, I am a fertilization device. Wow. And then eventually, to me, I, the idea or the download came, if it's a big project, it's usually two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. And literally, this has happened to me in a, big, in a l large way four times in my life. And it takes like that long. And well, the first time it happened before I knew about human design, I was, I had created a job for myself and I started to go to headhunters and they're like, that doesn't exist. I mean, it doesn't exist yet. And they were telling me that. And then literally mm -hmm. two and a half years later, someone came to me with that job offer and I created what? it. It didn't exist. I created wild. it. When yeah. they, anyway, the point is I get a download for something and then I'm talking about it and I'm being a part of it. And yeah. then it takes like two, and if it's a smaller thing, then it's relatively shorter time. Mm -hmm. Then everybody else starts to, then maybe it, it really does. Like I talked to a projector about it and they're like, yeah, I, I get that vision too. And then a manifestor usually does come along and say, oh, let's do it. And let's then actually it, do it. Yes. Yeah. But the the bodies take longer than the download. Than you know what downloads. I mean? Yeah. I love that. So this is why I think some reflectors are like, it's not really wait a, wait a month for a big decision. Mm -hmm. And by the way, the what it feels like when I'm waiting mm -hmm. isn't that I don't know what to do usually, although I'm feeling different, you know, yeah. fractals of it through the different gates. And I can literally feel, I just said this to my husband, we were driving and I was like, oh, I think the moon gate just changed. And I looked and I was like, yeah, it just changed. I could feel it. And he goes, what does that feel You're like? so in tune. <laughs> and is your, husband, is your husband into this? Like, does he? Yes. Oh my gosh, just changed his identified. life. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm so yeah. happy to hear that. So projector three, five. So yeah, oh. so. I um I will I will have a, a sense of a kind of certainty about it, even though I'm yeah. feeling different perspectives of it. But it's just that the resources aren't there. 
Mm-hmm. Meaning mm-hmm. like the timing and the people usually aren't there. Yeah. And that's so, what takes time. That's the time. But it's not really that I'm slow. I actually, I'm like, yeah. y'all are slow. You're I've got like, it over. <laughs> I got this download like <laughs> 27 days ago. Anyway, but I want to hear. Okay. So cool. No, I have to just tell you. I mean, I've thought this a few times now talking to you. You have a really unique, I mean, I'm not surprised, ever, but you have a really <laughs> unique way of explaining concepts. Oh. That I have not heard, and I've heard a lot. You know, like really, (laughs) really, um, like engaging in Mm. in a way that I find that I would imagine, and and I'm sure your your clients and students and your audience would agree is like really um, approachable. And like, thank you. Thank you. That's very kind. I appreciate that. And I, you, you're so authentic and genuine. I and that's just that's why I really want to hear. (laughs) So okay, yeah. Let me. Yes, let me let me just keep self projecting, as I do. Um, so, as I said, you speak from the G, that identity center, mm-hmm. which is is going to be very well defined in any self projected projector, and you will also have your throat defined. So, for me, mm-hmm. um, the throat doesn't really have much of an agenda itself. It's it's kind of like the there's a, a the pressure cooker kind of it it wants to push push the voice out, but. Um, the throat itself doesn't have much of like the content doesn't come from the throat itself. Mm-hmm. It comes from what is it connected to? And for us is the G and the G is that center of direction, right? I always say it's the person who's like, you guys follow me. I'm going this direction, but also kind of like, if you don't want to follow me, it's also fine. I don't need you to follow me because I already know where I'm going. Like I'm not <laughs> even looking back. If you want to come along, it's cool. If everyone else is going the other direction, I'm still going this direction. Like, yeah. I think all defined G's will have this to some degree. Um, although I, I do also find that defined, like even the defined centers, there can be a lot of conditioning there. I'm working with a few clients on that as well, where like the G is so defined and I'm like, where is it? I'm not hearing it from you. And like, mm. usually there's, there's a, a backstory of, well, I never got to have that. Like I never got to voice that. I never got yeah. to have that space of, <laughs> of actually living that. So it's very much like muddled under layers and layers. Um, so we're trying to, you know, free that because it's really, I mean, it's like, it's in your, I mean, it's not your heart center, but it's like your heart area, the chest area of your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, it wants, I think when it's defined, it just wants to be, <laughs> wants to lead. Um, and so the G being what, what, provides the content that is coming out through the throat and as I said it's very much in the moment so it's not it's not an authority where you think a lot actually shouldn't (laughs) none of the authorities ever any of them right exactly Exactly. like yet all we're ever (laughs) taught to do is let's let's think on it some more Mm -hmm. no 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 um and so for me, the way that I have found works the best and the way that I like to work with my self-projected clients is I like to listen to the frequency of the voice because I find that, and tell me if you have this experience, I find that all the centers have their own frequency. Oh yeah, for sure. And Right? And with mm-hmm. experience and with time, just really tuning in and listening to yourself. You Like you can make out the different frequencies. Like I can make out when I speak from my undefined heart. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like widely, it's wide open. There's no gate, there's nothing there. Um, and when I speak from an undefined heart conditioning, I have a very different frequency in my voice. Like what comes out is totally different from when I am clicked into that G center, it just 
it's like, it's right. I always mm -hmm. liken it to like a bottle cap, you know, when you like struggle to put on the cap of a bottle and it just doesn't click in yeah. and it's like, <laughs> let me try again. And then it clicks. That's what it feels like to me when the G clicks in with the throat and it just comes out correctly. You know, it's, mm -hmm. just, it's just right. And I can hear it in my clients as well. Like sometimes we just have to chat for a long time to get all of that other stuff out. Yes, this get the water to run clear. Exactly, yeah, Yes, exactly <laughs> like that. We call it in German, uh, my first language, we call it a bagami. So it's like the side vegetables of a meal, which, you know, vegetables are great, but like all the other stuff that's like not the main show. Mm. We <laughs> just get this out of the way so that, and then at some point I'm like, oh, can you hear, your, can you hear it? And they're like, oh my God, <laughs> I've never had this. Like now I understand what it feels like when I'm actually speaking as myself. Mm. And I think that's, that's sort of the point where we want to go as self-projector projectors. And it's, it's really fun. It's like when I find it's a fun, fun authority to work with, the more you get to know it. Um, so yeah, I, I love having like it. I'm fine with it. You know how people are sometimes like, oh, I love that. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good with my chart. Yeah. I'm good with my design. It's all good. I know. It's so great. I love, I love that when we love uh, yeah. who we are, you know what I mean? And because we are so special and unique and beautiful. Mm -hmm. And and with the self-projected, the speaking, can it sometimes work on your own? Like, can you yeah. type out your voice or speak into Absolutely. a recorder that helps? Yeah. Uh -huh. So I don't personally do the recorder. I know people mm -hmm. say it. Um, because I don't have time to listen to myself. <laughs> I would, like, I, mean, I know, right? We can transcribe it. You could speak it into a uh, note, maybe. It's just not going to happen. Like for me, the way it ha <laughs> I don't even have time for this. <laughs> but for me, the way it happens is I will, I know the moment when it clicks. So I already, so I'm hearing what I'm saying that moment. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes it does help when I talk to someone, although I, I, mm, it would have to be someone who's a very safe person. Like, be a safe place. Yes. Yeah. And mm -hmm. who understands the way this works. So it's not just someone who's going to swoop in yeah. and be like, let me solve all these problems for let me. Let me solve it or let me, yes. let me envision it in a way that is my, what's yes. right for me. And then yes, as they envision it, it yes. And it's so frustrating and it's like, no, you're, you're, you're mm. impeding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the process, let the process. Mm -hmm. um, I love to do this with my mom. She totally gets, she's a generator, okay. but she's super into human design. Oh, wonderful. Yes. Yes. Mm. She's, oh God. It's helped. Like our whole family is now like <laughs> really into it. Um, and I, I like to do that with her when it's like bigger, you know, like business things or when I'm grappling with a decision and then she knows to kind of just, you know, I'm like, can we go out for tea? Can we like go have dessert somewhere and, and just chat? And she's like, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to sit there, like have my, <laughs> have my dessert. It's fine. <laughs> but then I can hear myself. And sometimes yes. it's really like, it's also a matter of letting yourself go there and say the thing that maybe you don't even want to let yourself say. I remember mm -hmm. once I was doing this with my mom, was this maybe two years ago or something? Was figuring out some again, like all my undefined centers running wild. I was like, should I like launch this, and then maybe I should do this as well and do this, and it's totally not feasible. Like the time wasn't there. The, the sacral energy is obviously not there. But in my mind, I'm like, no, I have time to do this. I love this. I would only... and and then I was looking at all these notes I'd written, and then I just I remember just turning the piece of paper around so it was just a blank piece of paper and looking at that and going actually, I don't think I'm going to do any of those things. 
<laughs> and it. that felt so good when I said that, but I wouldn't let myself say it for like three hours, you know, like we were well onto our second dessert by the time I would actually let myself say the thing because I was still getting out all of the, the undefined heart going, no, 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 I have to like do this. The undefined head going, yeah, but I have like a word document of like 700 ideas and maybe I should mm -hmm. do three of these before the year ends. And then, you know, my undefined root going, yeah, yeah, just get this off my plate. Hurry, hurry, hurry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then just everything just running wild until I got to the point of like, I'm also like notorious for, you know, like all these post-its and all these notes. And I look at this sheet of paper and it just looks like chaos level 300. <laughs> like chaotic evil is what we're saying. And just turning it around and the utter piece of like, maybe I'm just going to do none of that. Yeah. You know what? That is actually, that actually feels much better. And, <laughs> and that was the year I just kind of leaned back and was like, I'm just chilling. Yes. <laughs> and, and it worked out. Right? Yeah, totally. Of course it did. Yeah. When we are able to release and become flexible, mm -hmm. again, that takes faith. It takes the, yeah. it's being the belief. It's yeah. not just, yeah. And, and um, and it, it takes a lot of not knowing oh. and it just works out, doesn't it? And really letting yourself get there. So it's, I think what's self-projected, it's, it's a process. Mm -hmm. But if you can let yourself get to the point where you can actually say the thing. Yeah. And then you hear yourself and you're like, mm. <laughs> okay. And using the throat, I think is good for everyone because using the yeah. throat really isn't necessarily thinking, thinking, thinking. It's actually mm -hmm. purifying all of the thinking that has been trying to run your life. Yes. Mm -hmm. how do you find how do you find that works with an undefined throat I'm very curious because mine is obviously mm -hmm. <laughs> um well my voice is different mm -hmm. it, it's different a lot and yeah. but however it it has some kind of structure or stability in certain areas so like with this it's usually mm -hmm. pretty consistent I um I guide people with my voice with yeah. hypnotherapy and, and meditation mm -hmm. and teaching and attunement. And it's fairly consistent in those arenas, although there's a bit of a spectrum. But I feel I feel a resonance frequency band that I click into yeah. when I'm in those roles. But if we recorded myself in my house, it would mm -hmm. sound different all the time. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. Mm -hmm. And so, but it does feel that way. It feels like off-gassing different yeah. things when it feels different. And if I'm with someone else and it's feeling different, I'll just, I'll try to breathe so that at least mm -hmm. I can just feel grounded and then just see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I do find the throat gets, I, I see this with a few clients, I have a few in mind at the moment that I'm working with where like you can just tell there's so much that wants to come out and it's like, you know, like the the toothpaste tube when like it's just so congested and it doesn't like you just keep pushing, but it doesn't cut the toothpaste doesn't come out. Yeah. And like we have to clean that out first for mm -hmm. like a drain, I guess would be another visual. Like you have to clean out the drain for that to actually flow. And but when it does, like the liberation, right? Like that. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, when I hit my Saturn return. I sang, I started studying serious classical music for two wow. and a half years. And I was singing in school. Like one day, I remember my Wednesdays, I sang about eight hours at wow. that, that day, every Wednesday. And mm -hmm. so I was 
I was clearing it out. And, you know, wow. those previous years I had a lot of abuse and, and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was interesting. I had to just clean out those pipes. <laughs> Do you still sing? Not so much, but I, I keep mm-hmm. um, threatening to go join a choir. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. But I use my voice so much, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? So yes. I'm not in yeah, singing not, as much. Not as yeah. mm-hmm. All right, I love that. This has been so amazing. And oh, is there, um, oh, gosh, any any other invitations? Oh, don't you love that? Do you know any <laughs> reflectors, by the way? Um, yes, I know a few. There's actually, I know a few in real life because mm-hmm. I'm also that annoying person that's like, when were you born? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and they're like, uh, I'm just selling you groceries. Like, I don't need to sell <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm just here. <laughs> I know a handful. I love them. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, tell me more. Well, I think it's, it's also like, they're so, like, they're your. So, because um, I mean, I think the likelihood of me meeting the, you know, having these people because I'm drawn to them because I'm like mm. there's something different about you like tell me more what, what's your son's <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's cool because as a projector you can use your strategy on a reflector so you can yes. give us invitations and I, I yes. feel like that I feel that like that could be cool I feel like I love to tell my projectors that I'm like you know how you're not supposed to do anything until you're invited <laughs> except for with me <laughs> invite away <laughs> yes well I find like I'm not it's it almost doesn't even come up with reflectors yeah, right it, it almost doesn't, doesn't it's not like oh should should I should I not because it's already organically when it flows it just flows yeah that's the um, thing we yeah. no authority is really kind of a pretty yeah. appropriate I mean we are yeah. working with the moon and we're being you know mm. but it's really no authority is about, or no consistent authority. Mm-hmm. It's different in every moment. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um, so anyway, I wanted to say <laughs> you can invite. I, I was just curious if that feels, uh, if that's kind of fun for you, like to have that perspective shift as a projector to, who, in a relationship with a, a reflector, you get to invite. Yeah. But again, it doesn't. It doesn't it really, it's not really necessary. <laughs> no, it's just, it's not even something I register as much because it just, it just, flow like it doesn't even come up it's not like oh should I wait for him to like or should should I it's like no it's already happened we're already right we're We're already already doing the thing we're already like (laughs) yeah it's already fine Uh, which is how I how I I love to do things anyway you know at this point I'm not like oh should I should I not like mm. I've I've tried to force too many things in the past you know Mm -hmm. being a projector getting into that shadowy projectory thing of like orchestrating like oh if I do this and then this person but then maybe I can kind of tweak it so it's like and I mean let's be honest like it doesn't work (laughs) right and then you get out of it immediately (laughs) and then you're bitter and then you're like (laughs) oh that was terrible so at this point I really am pretty uh like that's for me is for me. If it mm-hmm. happens, if it works out easily, that's cool. If not, I'm also more than willing to, to let something go, you know? Yeah. And that makes us again, flexible and in that surrender position. And then things just seem to work out. They just yeah. do. And you can sort of trust. I mean, in the end, we never know. I love thinking about these things. I'm like, well, do we know? Is this just what I'm telling myself to like feel better? But I do, th- I think, believe that 
you know, there's there's some sort of a, a protective force or, you know, something mm-hmm. that just wasn't meant to be. I mean, I've, I've yeah. had a few <laughs> instances where I really wanted something and, you know, it was so close and like, oh, let's make this happen. And it was almost, and then always something would, would happen that was like, oh, you know, then I'm sick or then this, it just doesn't work out. And then at some point you're just like, you know what? Maybe this is just not meant to be. Like it's not supposed mm-hmm. to be that hard to to make this happen. So true, mm-hmm. Nadia. This is amazing. I, I I already started to let you go once, but <laughs> I don't want to keep you all day. But I could. <laughs> I know. You're going to have to go and tend to my my migraine. <laughs> yes, everyone. She's done this whole episode with a migraine. I was I wasn't going to mention it. <laughs> unless oh, you're you so kind. You're so- <laughs> well. But I appreciate you so much. And everyone, of course, all of Nadia's information are in the notes. Is there anything else you want to make sure people uh, know about how they can work with you or anything that you have going on? I think we've we've covered it all. Awesome. Um, Just had such a fun time chatting with you. I never know, right? Like you never know how it's going to go, but this was super fun. Yeah. So great. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Thank you. I really appreciate it. hope you felt that intensity in the most positive way and the authenticity as I kept saying because I just I just feel like who she is is really shining through with vulnerability and with care and with grace and I just think it's wonderful I'm so grateful that Nadia came on the podcast I reached out to her on Instagram and she has a really fantastic Instagram profile. I want to encourage you to join her newsletter too, because she is also very powerful with her voice as we talked about. And, um, you know, if you're a projector or if you know or love a projector, or if you are um, maybe into human design in any way, check out her offerings on Projectors Limited, the classes, and um, because I think she is a fantastic resource and guide for all of these things. Well, that's what I have for you in this episode. Um, in addition to making the invitation for you to scroll down into the show notes and please join my newsletter, I am about to announce 2023 and all of the programs and training and engagement and everything. It's very, very exciting and it's going to be on my newsletter probably first and most easily accessible, easy for you to engage with um, that way. So I'm also going to be announcing soon before even... (laughs) Through the newsletter, I'm going to make an invitation for people to come um, on a town meeting with me, essentially, and that is to be able to connect on the things that I have coming up in 2023, answer your questions, be of service, and uh, let you know what's been going on in my world and hear about what's going on in your world. So there's what I have for you. Again, just scroll down. You'll find it there. And of course, we have Modern Mystic Life that is available for you to register and become a part of our next workshop. Well, they're usually um, the second or third week of, no, excuse me, I'd say the third or the fourth week of the month. So whenever it is that you're listening to this. Okay, well, I hope that you 
we're able to resonate with your own aura, with your own energy through this conversation in this episode today, that you um, feel confident and secure to live in that space of faith and grace of your own design because you are unique. You are cosmically brilliant and beautiful and we need you. And I invite you to uh, connect more deeply with you. <laughs> I invite you to connect more deeply with you. That's kind of funny to say. I'm in the projector energy. So invitations are on my mind right now, on my heart. Okay, well, that's what I have for you. And I'm so grateful for you being here. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. <laughs>